blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we have got a battle of two patrons. We are incredibly excited to bring you these two contestants today. In one corner, we have Ian, not that Charles Peanuts guy, Schultz. Ian, please tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, yeah, who you are. Yeah, so I'm Ian. I live in uh, Vermont and up on a mountain, kind of off in the middle of nowhere, um, and do tech support for a living. Very cool. All right, and in the other corner, we've got Megan, the water wacky weasel Walsh. Megan, please tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a high school science teacher who lives in New Hampshire, so this is a battle of northern New England, I guess, today. Um, So that's going to be pretty exciting. It is. I love it. Who's going to take the cold northeast? All right. So uh, before we get going any further, this is actually our first episode back from break. We're really excited to share some of our adjustments that we've made to everybody. And so to find out about those, let's hear the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Okay, so now we know the all the new rules. Um, if you guys didn't pick up on them, we have adjusted our technology category to be replaced by literature and the toys and games. And we've added some decades, including the 50s, 60s, and the 2000s, as well as our final round has adjusted a little bit. We're really excited about this format. I hope everybody enjoys it as much as John and I uh, think it's going to come out. So to find out a little bit more about Megan and Ian, I want to know... What was your favorite toy as a kid? Since toys and games is our new category, I kind of want to know. Yeah, we just, what do you remember being one of your favorite toys? You know what? This is kind of funny. My grandma had a like 1960s, 70s Popomatic Trouble, and that was the best thing because it was huge. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was big into G.I. Joe's, but I would say that the one that stuck with me most. Um, as far as toys go, would be um, like yo-yos and juggling and things like that. Anything that takes hand-eye coordination, that kind of thing. Oh, all right. You got some of those sweet moves. Can you walk the dog? It's not real specific. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you can do around the world, all that good stuff. (laughs) Yep. 
Alright. Uh, well, why, I wasn't any good at yo-yos, uh, but I was decent at board games, so that means Megan is going to go first. <laughs> Ooh. Alright. I am going to go with music. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Uh, we're we're starting with a trip to Throwback Lounge, where I am going to lounge sing this 1987 number one hit, and I need you to tell me the artist. Okay? The clock strikes upon the hour, and the sun begins to fade. Still enough time to figure out how to chase my blues away. Hey! I've done all right up until now. It's the light of the day that shows me how. And when the night falls, oh, loneliness calls. Hey. Oh, it's Whitney Houston. <laughs> it is. I was like singing it in my head. Yes. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I want to dance with somebody. Want to feel the heat with somebody. Yes, it is Whitney Houston. Good job, Megan. All right. Now, Ian, you get to pick your category. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, news and politics. News and politics. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. On August 2nd, 1980, three members of the neo-fascist group Nuclei Armati Revol- Re- Rev- Revolutionari detonated a time bomb at the central station of what Italian city, killing 85 people. So we went from a very fun thing to a not-so-fun thing. But, (laughs) yeah. Um, What was the date again? It was August 2nd, 1980. Three members of the neo-fascist group, I'm going to butcher this again, uh, Nuclei Armati Revoluzionari detonated uh, a time bomb at the central station of what Italian city, killing 85 people. Ooh, um, Italian city, you got to go with Rome, I guess. So, Rome. Rome is incorrect. All right, Megan, you get a chance to steal. Well, that was a year before I was born. So, hmm. I'm going to go Naples. Naples is incorrect. And I'm going to put this on me for screwing up. I should have thrown in an Oscar Mayer hint there. Would that give you all oh. the option? No, that sh- I should have done that. It was uh, Bologna. 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 Was, yep, that was that was on me. I should have gotten, gotten a good hint in there. All right, so uh, points to me for screwing that one up. But uh, we are back to Megan for picking your category. Ooh. Um, let's go fashion. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Before she went solo, this rocker arrived to the 1998 MTV Video Music Awards in a fuzzy blue bikini top that matched her icy blue hair and face jewels. Oh, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani is correct. Yep, it was basically just a little, yeah, a bikini. It was very furry. Uh, but she I was very well known for wearing her little face jewels while she was still in the band, no doubt. All right, Ian, you get to pick your category. Uh, so let's go with slang. Okay. Your decade is the 50s. All right. Are you feeling hungry, Ian? 
Because in the 50s, you'd hear this not-so-tasty slang for a punch in the face. Um, a knuckle sandwich? I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich. That's right. That is correct. <laughs> nice. All right. Well done, Ian. Uh, Megan, we get to go back to you for your next category. This is probably not going to work out for me, but I'm going to try sports. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. This basketball great scored in double figures in 787 straight games starting on December 4th, 1977 and ending on December 4th, 1987. He did so all with the LA Lakers. I know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on the Lakers, I think. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's the only person I can pull. Magic Johnson was also on the Lakers. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the correct answer. He's the highest point scorer of all time. And that was it. Mainly for his... Well, I was thinking that time period. Magic yes. Johnson was a little later. He was a little later. I was just trying to get some kind of diversion. Some kind of, like, you know, fun into the into giving you that answer. So, yes, you got it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right, Ian, you get uh, to pick the next category. Uh, let's go with toys and games. Toys and games. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. What bendable rubber doll was released in 1998? Its features included rubbery hair to make various hairdos and changeable hands, feet, shoes, and etc. The doll was targeted at girls ages 4 and up. Some models came with accessories such as a cell phone, a laptop, or inline skates. Bendable doll for girls. Um, Oh, man. And I... Uh, Bendable Barbie? Bendable Barbie is incorrect. Megan, you get a chance to steal. Yeah, no surprise. <laughs> so the first thing that popped into my head, and this is generally my my uh, strategy, is just go with the first thing. I'm going to say Betty Spaghetti. Betty Spaghetti is a nice rhyming doll. And that's correct. It is Betty Spaghetti. <laughs> I think my sister had one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were kind of lanky, uh, long, very rubbery kind of toys. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the big thing, I think, was when she came out, she kind of, the inline skates uh, was oh, what yeah. she kind of had on. Like, that was the big thing. So, all right, gets the steal. And Megan, you get to pick your category. Mm, I'm going to go food. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. Introduced in 1992, this brand's products included fat-free cookies of a variety of flavors, including cream, shortbread, and devil's food cake. I was literally just talking about these yesterday. Um, Snackwells. Snackwells is correct. I know I know. our mom got the uh, devil's food cake Snackwells a couple times for sure. Those are the ones I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely the most popular. So. All right, Ian, uh, left, we have literature, TV, and movies. Which one would you like? Uh, So let's go with uh, TV. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. July 11th, 
2001 was the original air date of a South Park episode in which Cartman ground up this character's parents and fed them to him as a chili, all because the same character tricked Cartman into buying his pubic hair. <laughs> oh, okay. So I stopped watching South Park after the, like the third season. Um, uh, he's always got problems with Stan. So I'm going to go with Stan. Stan is Stan? In- incorrect. Wow. Okay. Megan, do you uh, have a steel answer? I had Stan as my first guess, except now I can't remember the fourth one's name. Um, then I'm just going to say Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, and you know what? Kenny died a lot, and so maybe this yeah. could have killed him by uh, eating bad parent chili. Uh, no, this was pretty much a one-off character. I think he's come oh. back like once or twice. Um, I am a huge South Park fan, and maybe that's probably why I was like, oh, someone will get this, because in my head, I just love love South Park. Uh, no, uh, it is Scott Tennerman, and the episode is called Scott Tennerman Must Die. It is uh, season five, episode four. So. All right, it's a class. It's, it's well known as one of the best South Park episodes. And Ian, if I could just help you in a little bit, South Park gets so much better. Like after season three, really seasons like four and five, six, seven, eight, those are all amazing. And then it kind of goes downhill after season twelve, I would say. But that that chunk from three to like eleven are mwah, It's like it's it's like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, uh, no points awarded. Megan, you get. Either movies or literature. Which one would you like? Um, I guess I'll take movies. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Wow. You're staying. All right. The 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous tells the stories story of a teenage journalist writing for Rolling Stone in the early 70s while he toured with what fictional rock band? Oh, no, it's been so long since I've seen this, and I know the answer, but oh, my God. Oh, um, I know it's Penny Lane, and then, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to pull it. I'm going to have to pass. Okay. All right, Ian, can you steal it? I doubt it. Um, it's, it's right there on the mm-hmm. it, on the edge what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Um, it's, oh. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to get it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I, I don't know. Yeah, the lead singer was played by Jason Lee, and the guitarist played by Billy Crudup. The band was called yeah. Stillwater. <sighs> Stillwater. I had water. It, I yeah. had, oh. All right. Um, All right, Ian, that leaves you with literature. Yep. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. 1973 was a year that shook comic book fans because in The Amazing Spider-Man number 121 and 122, Spidey fought the Green Goblin and it became the night this character died. Uh, Um, okay. Part of me wants to say uh, his his uncle Ben, um, but I thought 
that was like part of the inspiration behind him coming becoming Spider-Man. Um, and thus would have happened before the comics started. Um, and I want to say Aunt May dying later, if she ever did. I feel like that happened at some point. Um, and there was his first girlfriend, whose name I'm blanking on. It wasn't Mary, Mary Jane. Um, I don't know. I'll go with, uh, I guess I'll go with Aunt May. Aunt May is incorrect. Megan, you get a chance to steal. The only thing I can think of, and I am not a big comics person, but I'm just going to go Mary Jane. Mary Jane or Mary Jane Watson is incorrect. Uh, Ian, you were so close. It was that girlfriend that you could not remember her name, uh, but she was very famously a character who kind of died and mostly stayed. It died off. Uh, her name was Gwen Stacy. Oh! Yeah. Gwen Stacy. She was in the movies. I knew yeah, that. She was. I couldn't, I couldn't pull the character's name. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Okay. Yep, played by uh, Emma Stone in the mm-hmm. uh, Amazing Spider-Man films. So, All right, that is the end of round one. John, could you please give us a score update? All right, it's a little bit of a runaway to start, but comebacks are possible. Uh, Megan has 50 and Ian has 10. Yep, that's what I have as well. All right, um, and to start off round two, Ian, you get to pick a category for Megan. Uh, let's go with news and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. This country on the Balkan Peninsula gained independence from Serbia in 2006, and although not an EU member, it uses the euro as its national currency. Mm. Balkan Peninsula, Serbia, 2006, you said? Correct. Croatia? Croatia? <laughs> is incorrect. Ian, you get a chance to steal. Uh, so broke off from Serbia, right? Correct. Gained independence from uh, Serbia in 2006. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with Bosnia. Bosnia is incorrect now this uh if you remember this actually used to be combined they used to be called serbia and this country and then they broke off in 2006 it is montenegro it used to be serbia and montenegro and now it's serbia is one country and montenegro is another country okay all right megan you get to pick for ian okay i'm going to give him fashion okay (laughs) and your decade is the 70s okay it is often claimed that diane von furstenberg invented this generic type of dress in the early 70s it has a front closure that's formed by draping one side across the other and knotting the attached ties at the waist or fashioned buttons um yeah, because I know so much about dresses. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Um, it's 2021, Ian. I, you know, I don't care. You do whatever you want. 
and you might know whatever you want about any fashion. So I, I had my fingers crossed that it was the little black dress from Coco Chanel. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with wrap. And Megan's face says it all. A wrap dress is correct. <laughs> wow. What a baseball, pull. baseball. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Good job. Uh, all right. Pulled that out of somewhere. Uh, but Ian, you get to pick <laughs> you get to pick for Megan. I took a coin between wrap and toga, and I was like, no, I've never heard of a toga dress, so it was a wrap. Um, so picking from Megan, uh, let's see, uh, let's go literature. Okay. And your decade is the sixties. Okay. This magazine caused a roar when it was first released in 1965. It features teen idol gossip and carries articles on movies, music, and fashion. The founder once described the magazine's content as guys in their 20s singing la-la songs to 13-year-old girls. As somebody who definitely had some uh, pictures of this magazine in the 90s, I'm going to have to go with Tiger Beat. Tiger Beat is correct. Good job. Yeah, I think our sister had some Tiger Beat uh, <laughs> magazine that covers, you know, cut off and put up. That was just like a staple for anybody in like oh, the yeah. 80s and 90s and, and even before. So, all right. Uh, Megan, please pick the category for Ian. All right. Um, let's go TV. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. This MTV dating game show ran from 1995 to 1998. It was originally hosted by Chris Hardwick and Jenny McCarthy, who then left in 97 and was replaced by Carmen Electra. And if I'm not mistaken, that was Singled Out. Singled Out is correct. Good job. Yep. That was it. I always kind of forget just how much stuff Chris Hardwick has done. Yeah. He's like hosted just tons of stuff. And then now he's, you know, king of king of the nerds, as it seems with his Nerdist podcast and everything Nerdist. So, yep, that was it. It was a funny game show. John, I remember you watched that one quite a bit. Oh, I was I loved that show. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> it's really good. All right. Ian, you get to pick for Megan. Yep. Um, so let's go movies. OK. And your decade is the 60s. They Call Me Mr. Tibbs is an iconic line from the 1967 film In the Heat of the Night and was said by what legendary actor? Oh. <laughs> Ian's excited. <laughs> oh, no. Um, legendary actor. That time. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery. That was a terrible Sean Connery, but no, that's incorrect. <laughs> My bad. Uh, Ian, do you uh, can you steal this one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been meaning to watch this for a couple weeks now, just a for pop culture awareness sort of thing. Um, I believe that's Sidney Poitier. It is Sidney Poitier, uh, one of the best actors of all time, and that is a great line from a great film. 
They right. call me Mr. Tibbs. That's a much better yes. I didn't want to do an exact uh, <laughs> replica of that one. John, that was actually quite well done. <laughs> uh, all right. He gets the steal. And Megan, you have to pick a category for Ian. Okay. We've got... Let's go toys slash games. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Is it a monkey? Is it a teddy bear? It was never really clear with this stuffed toy. Though released in Japan in 1974, they reached America in 1980 and even had a Hanna-Barbera cartoon in 1983, only lasting only 13 episodes. Um, yeah, if, if I'm right, I had one of these. Um, is this uh, Manchichi? Manchichi is correct! <laughs> Wow. I'd never heard of these, but when I was just doing my research, I was like, what the heck is this looking thing? Uh, that is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I never had one, but I do remember like seeing them and being like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. All right, Ian, uh, you've got a pick for Megan. And left, we have food, sports, slang, and music. Uh... Let's go with Lang. <laughs> Your decade is the 60s. 60s. Okay. Wow. 50s in the first one, 60s in the second. Okay. You'd hear this slang in the 60s that referred to a drive-in theater with particular reference to it as a place of intimacy where sexual activity commonly occurs. It's also the name of a band that formed in 2007 with songs like Take a Walk, Carried Away, and The Reeling. Passion Pit. Pa did you get it from the drive-in or did you get it from the band? Uh, the band. <laughs> the band. <laughs> okay, yes. The answer is Passion Pit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right. Uh, Megan, you get to uh, pick what you don't want. So we can leave you with what you want, basically. Okay. Um... Oh, no, we got a couple. Actually, we got three. But yeah, so. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was you're like, right. music. Yep, music, music sports, sports, and, and food. Music, yep. Yep. sports, and food, right? Yep, yep, um, never mind. I'm going to give Ian sports. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. Okay. <laughs> On October 27th, 1951, this boxer beat Joe Lewis's ass. He upset... Lewis in Lewis's last career bout. The boxer held the world heavyweight title from 52 to 56 and is the only heavyweight champion to have finished his career undefeated. And this was in what year? Uh, I'll, I'll just read it again because I want to read it again. <laughs> On October 27th, 1951, this boxer beat Joe Lewis's ass. He upset Lewis in his last career bout. Uh, and this boxer held the world heavyweight title from 1952 to 56 and is the only heavyweight champion to have finished his career undefeated. Oh, um, I don't know that much about boxing. Um, there are two names that come to mind. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Sonny Liston. Sonny Liston is incorrect. Megan, you get a chance to steal. Um, boxing is definitely not my wheelhouse. Um, ooh, 
if it had been a 90s boxing question, I might have actually been able to pull something out. But um, I don't know. The guy who Rocky was based off of. <laughs> that that does not help me. Yeah, doesn't help me either. So I yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to pass. <laughs> OK, well, Megan, you are closer uh, than you uh, care to admit. But, John, how about you tell us the answer on this one? The only way I would have gotten this one was because of your coming to America reference in there. And I believe it's Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. How come everybody t- brings up the greats? <laughs> That's the, Yeah, well, I can't take the guy Rocky was. <laughs> you have to say Rocky Marciano. Yep. Uh, I actually know somebody who is named after Rocky Marciano. Oh, very nice. Well, he was, I mean, obviously one of the greats. Uh, Eddie Murphy in a uh, old white makeup uh, definitely thinks he's one of the greatest of all time, and I have to agree with it. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Ian, you get to pick for Megan. Right. So we've got music and food, right? Correct. Okay. Um, she got both of them right last time, so it's kind of a coin flip. Um, let's go with. Um, Let's go with music. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. <laughs> well, uh, you just had to stop on our other throwback lounge. I only have two, and this happens to be our other throwback lounge song. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to lounge sing again. And so you need to name the artist uh, who wrote and took the following song to the top of the country charts in 1951. I said, hey, a good looking, oh, what you got cooking? How's about cooking something up for me? Hey, I said, hey, a sweet baby, don't you think maybe, oh, can you find us a brand new recipe? Oh, oh. oh I think it was... She's the one who did Jailhouse Rock, too, before Elvis did it, I think. But I can't remember her name. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I have to pass. It's not going to come to me. All right, Ian, you get a chance to steal this one. Um, okay. I wasn't thinking it was a woman until Megan said she. I... I'm, I'm still not that confident, but um, what year was this? 1951. Country's not my, I don't know, um, I don't know. Tammy Wynette. Tammy Wynette? I'm probably off by a decade or two. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Megan putting a female in your head was worse off. If you had to guess a guy, who would you have guessed? Uh, um... Chet Atkins. Chet, uh, he's much more recent. Uh, but no, no, 1951. Okay. Uh, this was uh, Hank Williams Sr. Oh, yes. Hank okay. Williams Sr. Okay. Duh. All right. And so now we have our final category of food, which is going to Ian. And what will the decade be? Your decade is the 70s. Okay. We've got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you so much, Jackie. All right. Chocolate, vanilla, 
and chocolate vanilla swirl were the three flavors of this Cosby-endorsed frozen treat. It originated in the 70s and gained popularity in the 80s, or despite strong sales into the 90s, they were eventually discontinued because they were not profitable. Um, I want to say that is Pudding Pops. The Jello Pudding Pops is correct. Well done. Good poll. All right. We've got ourselves a game now, if my math is correct, but i got to check with John. That is the end of round two. Could you please let us know where each person stands? All right. Ian did a good job closing the gap. Uh, we're ending round two with Megan at 70 and Ian at 60. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This has turned into a legit game. Okay, and so for our final round, you each get to pick a category that you want to handle. The decade will be randomized from those remaining. Megan, because you have 70 to start us off, what category do you want to start with? Ooh, um, so it's 50s and 80s for sports. We're gone. Um... 70 sports is not going to be good for me. <laughs> um, I am going to go... I'm going to go fashion again. All right. And your decade there will be the 80s. Okay. All right. And Ian, what category do you want for the final round? Uh, um, let's go, go, go news and politics. Okay. All right. And your decade there will be the 70s. Okay. All right. Just a reminder, you both have to get both of the questions or either you, you have to get both of the questions to make your wager. Uh, so please write down your wagers when it comes to 70s news and politics and 80s fashion. Do we wager on each or uh, one? So a single wager based on okay. your idea if you can get both of the questions or not. Yep. Good question. And only if you only get one right, you still don't get your wager. Correct. You have to get both right to get your wager. All right. Do you want me to drop it in the chat? Um, if you have it just like kind of written down on there, I'll trust you. Yep. Yeah, okay. I trust you. I don't think anyone here is. You know, that mean and competitive. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm competitive, but I'm yeah, not that mean. True. I got <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're going to be erasing real quick, you know, then I'll call you out. Um, so, yeah, I've got my wager. Okay. All right. Now we are going to go for our questions. All right. Our 80s fashion question. This fashion accessory was patented in 1987 by Romy Revson. She created the first prototype because she wanted a gentler version of the metal hair ties used in the 80s. You mind reading that again? Not a problem. This fashion accessory was patented in 1987 by Romy Revson. She created the first prototype because she wanted a gentler version of the metal hair ties used in the 80s. Mm. All right, I'm going to give you all the 70s news and politics question. What was the name given to a series of confrontations between the United Kingdom and Iceland about fishing rights in the North Atlantic? Each of the disputes ended with an Icelandic victory, including the final confrontation in the mid-70s. 
All right, while our contestants are thinking about it, I'm just going to let everybody here as a, to give a reminder. Hey, check out all of our episodes or check out all of the podcasts on the BFOP network, whether it is Blast from Our Past, Talking Back, Podcasting After Dark, Cartwright Central Podcast, or our newest one, uh, which is People Don't Forget. Make sure you check out any of the BFOP network podcasts because I can guarantee you they are all high quality. All right. Let me know do y'all, if y'all need me to reread any questions or anything. Can you reread the second one? Of course. What was the name given to a series of confrontations between the United Kingdom and Iceland about fishing rights in the North Atlantic? Each of the disputes ended with an Icelandic victory, including the final confrontation in the mid-70s. All right. I'm locked in. Me too. All right. All right, Ian, as you were behind... How about you let us know your answers to the 80s fashion question and the 70s news and politics question. So for the fashion accessory, um, the lack of metal uh, brought me to scrunchy. Okay. And then uh, for the, the, the fishing confrontations, I want to say I heard about this recently and I want to say it was some sort of fish wars. Um, so I'm going to go with the Haddock War. Okay. All right. And Megan, what were your answers to the two questions? I also had scrunchy, um, which, much to my chagrin, have come back into fashion recently. Yikes. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> um, okay. And then I also went with a fish war, but I went the mackerel wars. All right. So we've got the Haddock versus the mackerels. Um, both saying scrunchy. All right, let's see, find out our answers. In the 80s, the 80s fashion, the fashion accessory that was patented in 1987, it was the scrunchy. So you both got that correct. But in the 70s, only one can win. It was either the Haddock Wars or was it the Macro Wars? But there, just so you guys know, there was the Cold Wars, but this was the Cod Wars was actually this fish. You guys were both so close. You both just picked the wrong fish. Wow. So I don't know if you can see this or not, but Cod is actually... Oh, right above Haddock. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, I went with Haddock. So neither of you get your wagers, but uh, let's find out, you know, who wagered bigger... Uh, and what might happen. So, Ian, as you were behind, what did you wager? I bet zero. Okay. And Megan, what did you wager? I also bet zero because I was like, oh, 70s news and politics? No thanks. <laughs> All right. All right, John, could you please let us know who won this episode? All right. Well, mathin was easy this time. Uh, with a final score of 7260, Megan is the winner. All right. Good job, Megan. That was a very close game. I'm kind of surprised that nobody wagered anything in the final, but uh, good stuff. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, Megan, as you won, how about you uh, You know, give us a little, little bit of anything else you want to talk about, anything you want to mention? Please bring it up right now. Um. You know, I'm really glad that I got to do this. This was super fun. Um, and I would like to say, keep wearing your mask, get vaccinated when you can. And, you know, a throwback to Bob Barker, spay and neuter your pets, please. Yes, yes. That is probably how we should always end these episodes. That, every time. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. And Ian, anything you want to bring up? 
I'd just like to reiterate uh, everything Megan said, especially the spay and neuter. I volunteer at an animal shelter every week. So, yeah, um, and there's no reason to get some, you know, high-priced dog if all you're going to have them do is sit on your couch and go for a walk. Yep. So go go adopt. Yes, 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 yes. Highly uh, agree with all of that. All right, that was a really close game, really good one. I'm really glad it came down to... Um, just like a, a close battle at the end as opposed to a runaway that it seemed like to the start. This was a great game. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Megan. And for John, that was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. 